Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Today's episode is such a special one. I have one of my best girlfriends, my soul sister, Lauren Eliz Love from the Badass Business Babe. I have so much to say about Lauren, but first let me just let you know who she is in case you don't know her. Lauren is an amazing spiritual life and business coach and the creator of Badass Business Babe. She has a badass community on Facebook and an epic podcast, Badass Business Podcast. So make sure you go check her out. Lauren is so Someone who is so near and dear to my heart. She has helped me so much on my journey. I love her energy. I love everything she's all about. And it's so amazing to see what she's doing and to see her continue to grow and impact more lives. And it's so inspiring what she's created. Man, you definitely need to check her out and connect with her if you are someone who is wanting to grow your business and just surround yourself with amazing people who are on this mission to uh, impact lives and live out their dreams. Lauren is one of those people, and I had I, I love spending time with Lauren. I actually got to hang out with her for a whole week when we had our girls trip here in Austin with some of our other amazing soul sisters. And it was the most beautiful time ever. Like, oh, you guys, sisterhood is everything. And Lauren is one of those sisters for me. So I'm so excited for you to meet Lauren. And if you might already know her, because a lot of people in my audience and my tribe, they know Lauren because she's a badass business babe. So, you know, duh. But if you don't, now you do. So you're going to get so much out of today's episode. If you love it, Make sure that you leave a review and come say hi on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe. In this episode, Lauren and I chat all about spirituality, growing your business. She shares so much gold, so many tips, so many amazing things, and I know that you are going to love it. So without further ado, let's welcome Lauren onto the show. Welcome to the show, my girl, Lauren. <laughs> it's so awesome to have you here. We're cracking up already. Ah, I'm just like dying. <laughs> this is what happens when you have your soul sister BFF on the show. <laughs> I just like realized like we have such a horrible habit of like laughing compulsively whenever <laughs> we're around. I'm like very certain we're not going to be able to get through this episode without laughing. Um, probably not, but that's okay. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Lauren? I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. It's been a freaking long time coming. So for those of you who don't know Lauren, she's a badass business babe, and she's going to dive into all the things because I'm going to open it up. So Lauren, <laughs> let's just break it open. And I want to know, like, 
Well, I already know a lot about you, but I would love for you to share how you got started on your business journey. I know you've had a similar um, journey of like kind of shifting directions and, you know, sharing your personal journey and experience as you were growing your business and all the ups and downs and you're doing freaking amazing now. And I would just love to kind of open up your backstory a little bit of your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, let's do it. But I also want to tell you that I really love your nail polish color. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I really love it. Did you just get them done? I did. They look really good. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. So hi guys. My name is Lauren Elizlove. I'm the founder, co-creator, and visionary of Badass Business Babe. And our company is dedicated to teaching women how to transform themselves and their businesses. Didn't start there like most people. Like Stephanie said, it kind of like, you know, went along the journey of like trying different things. I quit my corporate job in 2015 because I was super unfulfilled and unhappy. And I always had this really deep calling to make money by sharing my stories. I actually wanted to be a memoir writer. That was kind Mm. of like where I started. I read, um, you know, James Fry, A Million Little Pieces. Mm -mm. Oh my God. It's like, Oprah had him on her show and he was like the greatest gift to memoir writing. And he wrote about his drug addiction. And then a couple of months later, she brought him back on the show and was like, you lied to me. Like this whole story that you told was a lie. So he kind of got shamed. But prior to that, I thought he was so cool because he like shared about really juicy raw stuff. And I was obsessed with his vulnerability because you know, I grew up in a family where you didn't air your dirty laundry and you kept things really private and you didn't talk about what was going on in your personal life with people. And here was this guy showing up to share all his baggage, all his shit, everything he'd been through. And I was like, you know what? I want to do that. Like, <laughs> I have a pretty <laughs> fucked up life. I want to share my story with people. So I was always kind of in the back of my head. And then as I went on my journey of really finding myself as a woman and going through a divorce and healing an addiction myself, I came to this place where I had created a level of awakening that I was just like, so, so, so hearing the the whispers, right? Like they weren't whispers anymore. They were like screams. Mm-hmm. And I remember I turned to Matt and I told him, we were dating at the time. and was like, I think I'm going to, I think I want to quit my job and like start a blog. And I was so scared to say that because it felt like the scariest, just saying that out loud was like petrifying. I had lived my whole life, like trying to make my parents happy and doing what was supposed to be done by a regular, normal Catholic school girl. And so um, here I was going to walk away from my corporate success and my my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, he was like, yeah, if not now, when, babe? Like, let's do it. So we, we, I quit my job. We moved all of our things into a storage unit. We moved into his parents' house and we promised ourselves that for a year, we would try to make it work. And if after a year I wasn't making money, we would, I would go look for another job. Mm-hmm. Moved to a totally different state. Didn't know anybody, didn't have a car. I was just working on my business every day. And within less than a year, I had a multiple six-figure coaching business around my life story. So I did relationship coaching. I did health coaching. I did um, body image healing. I did a program called Brand New Me, which was about transforming your entire life. And Mm -hmm. a couple of, you know, 
women started to come to me asking like, well, how did you grow this business? Like, how did it work? And I'm trying to do this and it's so hard. And that was where Badass Business Babe was formed. And here we are. Wow. That's super inspiring. So you built your multiple six-figure business before you even started Badass Business Babe. Yeah. What is perfection? Had hit $187,000 before we switched that that first year. Wow. Switched into. And to be clear too, like there was a year of like integration prior, right? Like my first actual year of business where I was like trying to get things off the ground. Mm -hmm. I made like $10,000, right? Like, you know, I went from that to the, the 187, but, um, that was all before badass business, babe. Yeah. I think it's really important to like touch on that too, is like how your first year, you you only made like 10,000, your first year, quote unquote. And then your second is when you like blew up. Cause I feel like a lot of people, they have these big dreams and this vision and they want to hit the ground running like we all do. And it's like that first year. And this isn't, this isn't like, isn't the case for everyone. You know, like there's no definitive rules, but I remember my first quote unquote year. And I say that in air quotes because it was like, I was still kind of like putting myself out there and like kind of nervous to make offers and like one foot in and one foot out. And so it was kind of like an experimental year. It wasn't like, I didn't really consider it an actual year in business. Right. It's kind of like, like yo-yo dieting, right? <laughs> I'm in, I'm out, like maybe yeah. yes, maybe no. Like, yeah, that doesn't count. Not yeah. it's air quotes. <laughs> Yeah. But I think it's important to like, just touch on that because, um, when you're living your purpose and when you're on the entrepreneurial journey, you're in it for the long haul. It doesn't fucking matter like how long it takes. It just matters like you speaking up and sharing your truth and sharing your message and doing what lights you up. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, looking back, there are so many things I wish I knew but at the same time, I'm glad I knew them. I learned them the way that I learned them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like I wish I knew that in the beginning, I, I, I could believe with 100% certainty that I would be successful because the moment I believed that, that was when everything was like, whoa, let's do this. Mm. Um, you know, I got to a point that year in and out, in and out where I would go to Matt crying and he mm. was like, Lauren, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of coming home and one day you're so excited and the next day you're like ready to give up. And I felt guilty because it was about the money. I was like, well, I'm not making the money that I should be making in this relationship. And he's like, Lauren, it has nothing to do with the money. It has to do with me seeing you emotionally not invested in this, right? Where I'm like in and out, in and out. And he was so right. So I wish I knew back then that if I just emotionally committed with faith and dedication and certainty, because if I had those things, it would have been less of a roller coaster and I would have gotten to where I wanted to be faster. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What do you think was like the big shift in your mindset to actually believe that? Because mm-hmm. that, that, that's like something that, I, you know, I, that has plagued me for a long time in the past was like really going that one foot in, one foot out, like not fully believing. And I feel like that's the main thing people struggle with. Well, I started to have an analytical mind around what I was doing. So like in the beginning, I would be like so emotionally invested in something. And when it didn't work, like, for example, if I had a vision of like running a program or growing my email list to a certain amount and and not hitting my numbers or hitting my goals, 
I would be so in that experience that I wouldn't be able to see beyond the trees, right? I was like, oh my God, this sucks. I'm not where I want to be. I failed. I should just give up. I should go back home. And I'd spiral into this roller coaster. But in having an analytical mind, I took myself outside of that and I observed and analyzed and took note of, I became witness to my life rather than just experiencing it. So I started to take myself out and be like, okay, well, that's interesting. Like that didn't work because of this, or maybe I should try doing things this different way, or that actually did work. But if I just made this one small shift, it would have been even better, right? Mm. That was the first thing. The second thing I did, I used that mind to start asking myself different questions. And so the question of, should I give up? was always in my brain, right? Should I try something different or should I maybe go down a different path or maybe I'm doing this wrong? Like that, all that story and with all those questions created really negative thoughts. But instead, if I like shifted out of that and said, okay, well, if it's not a matter of if, and it's a matter of when I will be successful, Mm. if it's just a matter of when I will be successful, how would I show up differently? Mm. And that was like a fucking game changer because I could see like the way I showed up on my Facebook lives, the way I talked on podcast interviews, the way I wrote my blog post. It was like everything would have been different because I'd have this new air of confidence that was unshakable. So that changed it for me. And like, to be clear, we all have days, right? Like I still have days where I'm falling apart, but like Uh those days are far and few between now because I've learned to master my mind rather than having my mind master me in that area. Mm, I think that's so powerful. Master your mind so that your mind doesn't master you. Because mm-hmm. that's like your own like worst enemy is your inner critic. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And also too, like, I think like one thing that started to help me here because in the beginning, like I wasn't spiritual and I wasn't aware and I was just, let's face it. Like I just wanted to make money so that I could not have to work a corporate job. It had nothing to do with helping people the way that it does now. Mm. But I think now when those fears come up or those egoic stories or the resistance or the doubt, I start to recognize that those stories are not me. Mm -hmm. Right? Like those stories are actually just from what my parents taught me or from what my egoic fear is trying to, it's trying to keep me safe, right? Mm -hmm. So just recognizing that those thoughts are not you has been a huge help. Wow. Do you, and so can you talk about like how you, because I know you have like a beautiful spiritual practice and you're really exploring, like going deeper and on your own spiritual journey. And I love like how you infuse that into your business as well. And I know that you're very intuitive because I know you. (laughs) But so can you talk about like how that has been on your process, like of allowing your intuition to guide you with like what you create or just what you're doing in your business? Like how does that work for you? How does it feel for you when you're doing something that feels aligned and following your intuition? So I've always been uh, very heart driven. I think like when I look back on how I made decisions as a kid, right? Like, do you want to do soccer or do you want to do ballet? Like I had to pick, I had to make decisions and I made them based on what my heart was telling me. So I always try to go back to that 
Whereas I think when we're adults, we start to kind of screw up our decision-making process and we're like, is this the right decision? Is this the wrong decision? What are the consequences of this decision? Mm. Whereas a kid, you're just like, what do I fucking feel like doing? And you just do it, right? Mm. So the play and the energy of childlike joy in business is so important because that's what magnetizes people. That's what makes people obsessed with you. That's what makes people stalk your shit, right? Mm. So if I'm not playing in my business, I'm not giving women permission to go after what they desire. And if I'm not showing people how I play, I'm not giving women permission anywhere to live in a space of joy. So all of that comes from being intuitively guided and being able to say, what is my soul calling me to talk about today? What is on my heart that I really want to share? What am I really excited about? You know, And letting that intuition dictate the strategy that you create in your business is really important because I'll tell you, in the beginning, I had strategies that I was supposed to have. Mm-hmm. because I read them in someone's blog post on some Pinterest board that I found from a Google search telling me like how to grow my business. So I thought I had to make a million Pinterest posts and you know do five DM cold messages a day and like all of these stories. But I don't want to live my life like that. So why would I grow a business like that? Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Recognizing, I think for me, intuitively what lit me up, what got me excited, what felt good. And that changes based on how I've changed and how I've grown in my life. Like even my niche has evolved and expand in what we do. But I'm always at the end of the day coming back to intuition and what that's calling me to do and what that's calling me to do in terms of taking action and also letting go of things to make space for more. Mm. And how, so when it comes to like the intuitive strategy part, is that like, is that like a combination of like things that you've learned and what feels good to you? Or is that just like a full on intuition? Like what will help me get this in front of more people kind of thing? So I, I do believe that when we talk about business, there is a combination of the masculine and the feminine, right? There is a nece- there's a necessity for a container and structure and plan and organization and systems. And in that comes the play and the feminine energy and the, the free flow of creativity. So the way that I've used strategy and, and feminine energy, and I'm not sure if this is how everybody does, but I've created structure and strategy based on what I've learned, mm-hmm. based on who I admire based on who I want to, I think the word is emulate, right? Like who do you aspire to be like? Mm -hmm. I've taken structure from those people because they have the life or the business that I want. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't take strategy from people who who don't have the life. Yeah. I mean, why would you? Why would you? But the online space is full of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's hard sometimes to tell the difference between who has an authentic strategy and who's not showing you the real truth of like the efforts behind stuff. So Mm. finding one or two strategies, just one or two people who really are modeling what you want to do and who you want to be and how you want to show up and then taking their strategy and then within that strategic container, putting in your feminine flow. So just for Mm. example, the concept of a five-day challenge and then opening up a cart, right? Well, how do I do those five-day challenges? Well, if my intuition's calling me to show up on Instagram because that's where I love to be and the thought of doing it in a Facebook 
live doesn't make me feel good and puts a pit in my stomach, I'm going to listen to that and Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow where my intuition is calling me in the decision-making process. Make sense? Yeah. I love that. You do your challenges in your group though, don't you? (laughs) I've done them that way before. Yeah. Have you done that on Instagram yet? No, but our next round we're going to. I thought about that too. Next one, do it on Instagram. Well, it's because like also too, like the the elements of Facebook groups have changed, right? Like Mm -hmm. the way the Facebook group feels now versus a year ago has been so different. So how would it, can you explain that? Because I feel that too. And I feel like it's not, it's a lot of people. What do you feel is different about the Facebook groups? I love like the community and the group aspect. Yeah. So I think with groups, it's kind of like really easy for people to feel like it's not their own when it gets to a certain size. Like if you talk, like if you go back in the history of Facebook groups, there was a period of time where really big influencers like Kim or Luna, for example, shut down their Facebook groups and they had like hundreds of thousands of people in there and they were just like, peace out. We're shutting this down, not doing it anymore because they had to pay their staff to run them and there were way too many promotions going on and it felt Mm -hmm. like it wasn't their group anymore. Facebook groups are like any social media platform. They are social and ever evolving. Mm -hmm. So if we look at that platform as it existed when it first was a baby, it looked very different compared to its toddler stage and its teenager stage. And I think now like you know, if we see Facebook is really heavily promoting groups, if you've seen, they have advertisements now on TV, on Hulu about Facebook groups. Wow. They're moving in that direction. So it's kind of coming to an age where it is, it's like becoming its own separate thing besides Facebook. Mm. Where like people hang out in groups more than they do on their newsfeed. Wow. That's powerful for people in business. Oh, it's super powerful. But also too, I could get lost in there when yeah. I show up, right? Okay. Like I could scroll for hours and there, I like to let that group as it's evolved for badass business babes. I like it, I like it to be a space for them. Yeah. A space for the community. They do their thing. My platform is my platform and that is Instagram and mm. my podcast. And it's like, so amazing that you're saying this. Literally, I'm feeling you. Like I... Yeah. Like I love my group and having it like as a place for them to be. And I love popping in there. But lately I have been also feeling way more drawn to Instagram and podcasting because I feel like I can really, I don't know, connect in a different way for some reason. Yeah. Right? Like, oh man, you ever have that feeling like you go to a party and you're there so long and maybe it was like really great in the beginning, but then you're like, oh my God, I just want to go home. And then you go home and it feels so good. And quiet. (laughs) quiet. That's, that's how I feel when I come back to my podcasting or the Instagram. It's like I'm home in my space. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. It's so fascinating that you're saying this because I resonate so much. I'm glad girl. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of people listening too, like there's so many different ways you could do things. And I, I do think it's important to be on multiple platforms and like really get your message out there and speak your heart and soul, people trust you a lot more. Yes. And it's like so important to just keep showing up. Yeah. And to do it in a way that feels aligned to you and to also recognize like it's okay when, and permission given to anybody who's listening to this, it's okay when three months ago you were really passionate about podcasting and now today you want to start a Facebook group, right? Like 
don't feel bad when your passion evolves and don't question when your intuition takes you down a different path. Because when I got the download for Badass Business Babe to be created, my very first thought was, oh my God, I just built this whole entire What is Perfection brand. Mm. I'm already making revenue. Am I absolutely crazy to just be like, nope, bye. Like I'm going to go down this totally different direction. But if you believe that you're fully safe and supported, your desires are signs from the universe to go in that direction. Why would you wait? Yeah. Let's go. Was that like a big shift for you when you uh, rebranded? Like, was it a transition or did it happen kind of quickly? Did you uh, tell your audience? Did you have a Facebook group at the time? I know there's a million questions, but I'm just so- No, 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 it's good. I love this. Um, I had a Facebook group. We had 2000 people in the What is Perfection Facebook group. I had, um, like I had mentioned, we were making money. It was really beautiful. I had a website, I had courses, I had a whole portal. When I got the download to do it, I sat on it for probably like, you know, okay, let's, let's just be real here. When, when thoughts come in, like we always sit on them. I think I'd, I'd really love to meet a woman who's like, oh yeah, idea, let's go. Right. Like sometimes we do that, but most of the time when it's really big decisions, we hear a really crazy thought and we go, oh yeah, that's a weird, crazy thought. Right. Like, so I got the idea to do badass business, babe. And I was like, oh, that's a weird, crazy thought. And then it kept coming up like over and over again. And mm. I wanted the thought to go away so bad because such a scary <laughs> thing to do. So I'd say maybe like a couple of weeks, like it kept coming up. And then one night I was sitting in front of my computer and I just did it. I don't know. I don't know why. Like I felt like it was something beyond me. I was just like, I'm doing it. I sent out an email to my entire list. I was like, guys, here's what's happening. What is perfection is dead. I'm moving. The blog post will still be up. Your course content you'll still have access to, but we're moving forward. And I just, that was it. I just ripped the bandaid off. And uh, that was a really rough time because I was so operating from a wounded masculine space. I was so scared that the decision would make us suffer financially that I overworked. So in six months, I had built, and in six months after the announcement, I had built a new workbook on Amazon, uh, an entire new group coaching program, and three passive DIY projects. Wow. And the actual website. I was really burnt out. But I, I got it all up and running because I was like, well, I got to rush, like jump into this, do it for wow. I don't think that was necessarily the right or wrong decision. It was just what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been cleaning up ever since because that was like messy action. <laughs> so, Well, messy action is better than no action. That is very true. But Matt would tell you at certain stages, <sighs> my husband, certain stages of business, messy action is actually kind of dangerous um, depending on how you do it. Like uh, just as an example, we did um, a rebrand this year in March. Mm-hmm. So we moved from WordPress into Kajabi. We had to like migrate everything. And uh, we changed almost all of the courses graphics. So nothing looked the same. And our sales, when you looked at it on a graph, it was like, do, 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 up, up, up. And then the migration and the transition and the new launch. And it was like, crash. Mm. Everything plummeted because customers couldn't recognize the products they had been looking at for so long. 
Mm. It was like Starbucks changing their logo outside of their door. And you're like, wait, is this Starbucks? Like, I don't know. Where am I? So it was just terrible because we didn't mitigate risk. We had a lot of work to do to catch up. And we're, we're in a place where we've surpassed that growth. But like, that was really scary. Wow. Yeah, that was in March. Wow. Yeah. I remember when you did that. I know. It was, listen, it was fun and it was so beautiful and like really exciting to make a whole new website and to announce and stuff. But like when you have an audience that is big and consistent and always looking at your stuff, slower transitions can be more healthy and effective for the business than ripping off a Band-Aid like I did back then with WIP. Yeah. And, but ever since you've done that, you've grown like exponentially mm-hmm. in so many ways. Yeah. I think because I'm, and you know this, like in our relationship too, like I'm dedicated to my personal growth. Like that has become my number one priority is mastering myself and being, and you've been such an expander for me in that as well, because you've mm-hmm. been doing this work for, for longer than I have, I think. So yeah, the inner work has been a huge part of this. Wow. Or else I would have lost my mind. Well, you've been an expander for me as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, the inner work is everything. Do you have like certain things that you do? Like, can you share your little, I don't know, rituals or whatever, like really gets you in the right mindset? I have so many more questions. No, I love it. I'm here for it. Like I'm so available. So um, rituals, what do I love to do? Okay. My rituals are very based on the seasons. I live on the East Coast, so my winters are really dark and cold. And I don't like working when it's dark and cold. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good to me. So my mornings, I spend them in self-care. I'll stretch and do a little bit of meditation and I'll journal and I'll read. And then I'll set some intentions for the day. And then I come upstairs to work. But in the summer, I love having the afternoons open because there is so much beautiful light out in the day. So I will wake up and come into my work and work at my desk. And then when I'm done, I come out and I have rituals for coming into my work and I have rituals for coming out of my work. So just as an example now, my rituals, when I come into my work day, I always do the same things because it like puts me in the state of like, okay, it's time for work. So I pick a candle from House of Intuition that has uh, a little word on it. It's some of them say self-love, some of them say confidence or abundance or the feminine. So I'll pick what I want and I pull that candle. I light it. I pick out an essential oil intuitively. And then I go and look in my book to see what that means. And I'm like, oh, I needed confidence today because that's Mm -hmm. what this oil means. I'll put it in my diffuser. I'll turn the diffuser on. I will put on some incense, light the candle and say a prayer, pull a card and then come into my day. Wow. And then when I'm done, well, also too, I have a salt lamp back there that I turn on Mm -hmm. as well. So when I'm done, I shut down. I blow out the candle. I shut down the diffuser. I turn off the salt lamp. And then I have a singing bowl, which I may or may not, depending on my mood, dinging that singing bowl just to be like, day's over. I'm done. And I put my computer off so the light isn't on and I leave the room and I don't come back into this room. Wow. 
separate. Like it's, it's because if I don't do that, I'm going to work in my house every minute of every day and I won't know how to be a human. And mm. that's not healthy for my relationship with my husband because we both run the business together now. It's not healthy for my emotional health, right? Because I've struggled yeah. so much with that. So yeah, I keep it separate. Do you have like different things that you do each day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have recently gotten better at this. This has always been a struggle for me. I am by human design, a projector. I'm with an open, I don't know if anybody following knows human design, but my root chakra or root center is open, which is the not self. And so I have this feeling because I have an open center of feeling like I am behind schedule. Mm. all the time. So if you give me three tasks and you say, Lauren, you have to get all of these three tasks done by Friday and you're telling me this on Monday, I will do them all on Monday and I'll go, okay, what's next? Mm. So I'm like a workaholic, so to speak. So I used to have a hard time like sitting down on Monday and thinking I had to do everything. Now what I do, I like I said, I have specific tasks on specific days. So I have podcast recordings on Tuesdays. I have my Instagram TVs that I edit and trim down. I do that primarily on Wednesdays. On Mondays is my creative flow day. So I block out like three hours and I just create whatever I feel like creating. Mm. And then on Thursdays, I write up emails that go out the following week. So I separate my creativity or else I'm not going to be able to pour into them the highest vibration that they need. Mm, yeah, I love that. Do you have certain things that like get you into the creative flow or are you able to just like tap in? Honestly, like now I'm, I'm able to just tap in. I have, I, I have too many ideas. I think like tapping in is, isn't my problem. It's tapping yeah. out. <laughs> like I think that's <laughs> the biggest issue, but um, I didn't know how to manage that for a while. So I had a really bad problem with alcohol because I was drinking to suppress, I think, some of the like creative energy that would flow through me. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I just get, I'm in state. I think it's gotten easier for me because I'm living from a space of alignment. When I was living out of alignment, creativity was like subconsciously shut down because I didn't want to do those things because I was in fear. Yeah. Were you scared? Was it scary to finally do the things that felt really aligned to you at first? Yeah. I mean, it kind of still is. Like now that I go, I'm going deeper into like sharing my spirituality and how Mm -hmm. that is showing up in my life. There's been just like those little voices that come up of like, well, is your mom going to read this? Or, um, what if somebody who's more spiritual than you thinks this is bullshit, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I hear those thoughts a lot now, which are different than in the beginning when I was talking about, you know, in my early days, I was talking about my sexual trauma and the fact that I was raped my freshman year of college and my mental illness and attempted suicide. And those things that I was creating really made me scared because I was afraid I wasn't going to be enough for people when they heard those things about me. Does that make sense? So it's Mm -hmm. kind of the same problem of feeling like you're not enough, but it just looks different at every level. 
Mm. How do you overcome that voice that comes in? Like the one that is like, oh, what if someone is, you know, knows more than you and they think this is bullshit or what if blah, 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 or those voices of doubt, like that inner critic, like how do you deal with that? Because I know for me, like I'm like, this is all I like to talk about is like combating that because for me, that that's been my biggest struggle since like God knows when of like just doing that inner work. And so I'm curious, like how you manage that when it comes to showing up, when it comes to like just sharing so authentically as you do and like, what is it like, like for you? So something that really helped me was recognizing that it wasn't about me. Mm -hmm. So like, and this was hard in the beginning because I was in a place of like, who are you to tell me this is about helping people? I can barely pay my rent, right? Like, like mm-hmm. don't tell me this is like, let's help the world. But like back then I didn't really see that. But I used the story in my heart of like, if I can share this and it helps one person, I did my job. Mm. And then I also started to form the belief that any desire I had was never wrong. So like, if I have a desire to share this, even though it's scary, it's not wrong. And then also recognizing that the voice that is fear-based, the thought that's like your inner mean girl or your critic or whatever you want to call it, your ego, that voice is never going to go away. It's something that you have to learn how to take action regardless of. Mm. So I used to have this belief that I think a lot, I see a lot of women have it, but it's a subconscious belief and they're not really aware they have it. And the belief is I can't take action until this voice shuts the fuck up, right? Like Mm -hmm. I can't take action until this voice is gone. And the, the truth is you're always moving in one direction. You're either moving towards your goals or you're moving away from them. Which direction do you want to be moving in? And like you, at the end of the day, have to make decision to take action and be in control of your mind and be in control of your body because your soul is guiding you. And when we say things like, oh, I'm too scared to do that. You ever, like, you ever know, um, here's a great analogy. You're standing on top of a cliff and you got to jump, right? Into the water. Yeah. <laughs> and you're freaking, right. You're freaking out. You're like, oh my God, I can't do it. I don't know. And your voice is screaming at you. There's a moment in that, that experience on top of the cliff. There's like this brief moment where you tell your body to move, right? Everything before that is like noise and stress and anxiety and you shaking and going, oh my God, I can't do it. But there's this like brief little millisecond of like body go, right? And you're, you're, soul is telling your body to go. Mm. That moment can be cultivated. And that moment can be cultivated when you press post on Instagram or when you show up to do a video or when you um, put your offer out in the world, just go, right? Like tell your body, your soul is in charge. Do mm. it, right? I love Every that. Time. I just got goosebumps. Oh, I'm so <sighs> glad because that was that made me happy to share. So thank you. Yeah, I love that. And the, oh, that's so true. Like you got to just jump in and do it. Yeah. But it's like also too, like not to discredit the people who struggle because I know you and I have been through this so much. Like we get it, right? Like we know it's hard, right? Like we know we've been there, but just do it. 
<laughs> do it and keep doing it because you're going to build momentum and you're it's, you're going to reach the tipping point when things start to really like snowball in your favor. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have bigger fears, right? Like mm-hmm. hiring your first employee. What if I don't have the money to do this? Or signing a contract for your first brick and mortar, right? Like your first scary decision is only the first. You're going to have plenty more of them, trust me. So yeah, learn how to feel good and happy without, you know, waiting for the end. Just be happy and feel good now. I love that. The fear is never going to go away. You can only just move through it. Yeah. And who would I be if I loved fear? Exactly. Right? Exactly. You're doing amazing things. And I love like watching you just share more about your spiritual journey and like this new phase that you're shifting into. It's so beautiful. I feel like you're really coming into just this new phase of like truth and deeper level of purpose. And it's really awesome. I think it's like also kind of scary too, because I mean, we're talking about fear, but like, just like anything else, the fear of like, are people not going to like what I have to say? If that's there in the beginning, it's also there when you have 20,000 followers or 30,000 followers. And when your message starts to change, mm. it's it's scary. It's like, well, like I was just writing a post before because I took my hair extensions out mm. and I took off my eyelash extensions and I took off my nail extensions and I took a picture of myself and I'm putting it on Instagram and like, because I don't, I'm challenging myself to learn how to feel beautiful and wealthy without the physical attachments, right? Like that's my new layer of like lesson right now that I'm like putting myself into. So like, I want to learn how to feel beautiful without needing to go through any of those things. Mm -hmm. I want to feel beautiful here. And I want to feel wealthy without buying things. I want to feel wealthy here. And so um, cultivating that practice of now, and I'm going to share that on my Instagram. I'm like, oh my God, like I haven't posted a photo of me this naked in a long time. Like I'm, I'm a little scared about this. And I had some creative block a little bit, but then I was like, you know what? Have fun, right? Write this in play. And it always works. Love it. I think that's really inspiring. Thank you. So We also have each other too, right? I know. That's like been the biggest game changer for me, like having sisterhood. I, did you have it before we all started? Like, I've been, it's so interesting. And, and um, for, for those of you listening, like there's nothing more powerful than like surrounding yourself with just supportive friends and cultivating these amazing relationships. And earlier this year, actually, or within the last year, I guess you could say, I basically put out the intention of like really wanting to cultivate these amazing soul connections and friendships. And I've always like kind of been like an introvert and was kind of like, I would have a very, very small inner circle, like, you know, maybe three to four people in my inner, in my inner, inner circle. And like, I was cool with that, but I still was like, man, I kind of want to like find more of these amazing people. And I feel like in the last year, I've just, I've been doing that. And especially like with you and like our girl gang, (laughs) like that, that's like next level sisterhood. Like when, when we had that experience, when you guys came to Austin, like I was like, oh my God, I've been waiting for you guys. Like, even though I've had, like, I've been cultivating a little sisterhood thing, it was just like, 
it's coming full circle in so many ways now. And it's like, it's really uh, like, I feel really good. I feel like I'm stepping more into myself because of that. Cause I never had like a lot of friends growing up Me either. and yeah. And like, like I said, I was, I was okay with having a small inner circle and I was like, oh, I'm introverted. I'm, I like being by myself anyway. And you know, that's awesome. But what's more awesome is connecting with other people that are like you, like on this similar path. Mm-hmm. You can talk about the weirdest, craziest <laughs> out of this world things oh. with. <laughs> I and, know. And like it's everything. Awesome. I think it's so like, when I look at our, our friendships, one of the things I'm so grateful for is attracting people who in in every way were expanders for each other. Yes, exactly. Right? And it's even in like, like just as an example, remember we were, I think, I think you were in the room, the girls were up there working out, right? It was Stephanie and Ashley and Jen. They, they did like a quick little workout yeah. and I'm watching them and I'm like, wow, they're working out on vacation. That's such an expanding moment for me because maybe I could do that too. Or like, mm like just like small little things of of being able to connect into the energy of somebody else's life, being able to see how they interact. Or I remember Catherine said something to you. She was like, I have a belief that anywhere I feel called to show up is where my audience will be. And I was like, that is fucking gold. I know. know. (laughs) So yeah. 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 Like, and did you have like, I'm curious for you, did you have like unhealthy friendships with people when you were younger? Because I did. I was really young. I did. I mean, like when I was in like like middle school, elementary school, I was basically mute. I was like scared to talk to people. I was like the weird, quiet girl who never said anything unless it was like my close friends, like from my neighborhood. Like there were certain people, those are the only people like that I would talk to. And so I switched schools a bunch of times when I was little And like, maybe I didn't even switch schools because I was so upset at being at one school. I would want to go to the other school. And then I was, yeah, I just like, I wanted friends so badly, but I was like so nervous, like that people wouldn't like me because of experiences that I've had with people that were mean to me in the past. And so like, I just, I was nervous. Like I had people like that would be friends and then like all of a sudden they wouldn't be friends with me and I only had two friends to begin with. So I was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to a different school. And like, I was just always trying to do that. But um, as I got older, actually, yeah, my whole school. Yeah. Cause like when I was in high school, that's when I entered the abusive relationship and I didn't have any friends. I mean, I did for like a hot minute before that. And I finally thought I was like coming out of my shell and you know, just feeling comfortable, like being more outgoing. And then I entered that abusive relationship and that was my whole rest of high school. Wow. Yeah. And so it wasn't until after high school. You know, I think something I feel called to share when, because my husband, Matt, you know this, he's a recovered drug addict, right? Something they teach in sobriety, when you are getting sober, you pick up where you left off. Mm. And like, if you were an alcoholic between the ages of like 14 and 27, when you turn 27, you tend to pick up right where you left off at 14 Mm. and you have to do all of that growing. What, how I see that apply to my life was like the emotional relationships that were unhealthy for me in sisterhood where I stopped I needed to pick up like you remember when we had our goddess circle in the house and we were all sitting like 
that was like slumber party high school stuff that like, I stopped my relationship with women there because it was so traumatizing. And then here we were spiritually, like picking up where we left off, having a slumber party with a bunch of sisters laughing and smiling and sharing stories. And I just fucking sobbed, like letting all of that grief out for like what I didn't have. So I very much relate to that. Like sometimes like you stop in a certain area of growth in your life and you can't just like pick up and continue. You kind of have to go back to where you left off and do the work and yeah, Yeah. I feel like once I really delved deeper into my spiritual journey and the sacred healing work and stuff, I, it opened me up to more people that were in that space. And uh, that's when I started connecting with people in a deeper way. And ever since I moved to Austin, back to Austin, it's just the whole, the community here is huge, huge, huge for like spiritual, conscious, loving people. I know. I can't wait till you meet her too. So it's like, I'm just so grateful like that, that I have like amazing people in my life. It's like life-changing. And And that was amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was fucking epic. (laughs) Girl gang to that. The whole trip transformed my life. The same here. Like for anybody who doesn't have community out there, like if you're listening to this and you're like, I want that and I don't have it. Like I I said intention just like you. Yeah. And I think it's just so important to remember, like, not everybody in your life is going to get this world, right? Like, and that's okay. Find, you know, like, people in my old life or my past life or, like, not my past life, but I mean, like, before entrepreneur and spiritual journey, Lauren, I was this other human. And, like, those people didn't come along with me, but I still love them and I still appreciate them and I still hold space for them. But I did set the intention to find people who were on my level in my paradigm mm-hmm. doing the work that I wanted to do. So like, yeah, I just encourage everybody to do that. Find your, yeah. find your community. Also another reason why I created my community because I want, yeah. like, I didn't even know what I was doing in the beginning. I just, I wanted to bring other women together like that were on this path. And Is it that's how it started. So many people who are going through spiritual journeys feel alone or mm-hmm. feel like they have to keep them private. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. But I'm glad. It's like to- witch history. I know. I think it is. I believe that, that it's like, well, it's your current life's paradigm for like, you know, what you were brought up, religious, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But also I believe it's like a collective thing from past lineages and stuff because there was so much burning at the stakes and, you know, all this stuff around like this, like spirituality and like the woo stuff and like, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, I think that is a big part of it. Yeah. But we're rising the F up now, right, everyone? Yeah. The collective feminine energy is going to change the world, I swear to God. It is. It already is. It's happening. It's done. It's done. There it is. I love you. I love you too. Well, thank you so much for coming on and jamming out. It was long overdue. I know. This is so fun. I loved it. This was. Do you have any last words you'd like to share with everyone? No, I think it's just for anybody out there who's ready to go after what they truly want, go do it. Get in control of your body and go do it. That's, That's my thought. Yeah. And where can people find you? I'll put your links in the show notes too, but. Yeah. So you can find me at 
on Instagram, obviously at Badass Business Babe, or you can go listen to the Badass Business Podcast. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, this was awesome. I'm so glad we finally made this happen. I know. Thank you so much, girl. This was magical. (laughs) Thank you. Love you. Love you. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. 